Good evening and welcome to Music Podcast. My name is Rachel and I will be your host for today. Today's episode of the podcast covers inclusivity in classrooms, balancing gender representation. This is in regards to female representation in the music classroom. If you think about the history of music education, and I ponder my personal experience of learning music, I would say that honestly, I haven't been exposed to very much music by female composers over my 10 years, over 10 years of music education. This is actually a very strange thing to me because I feel like why should there be an exclusion of female composers in the curriculum and syllabus? Because I feel very strongly about this issue, I decided to do my own research into music by female composers and this actually led me to start a series of lecture recitals for specifically female composers and musicians to showcase their works and let their stories be heard. In the research that I have done for various composers in the past until the present, one of the examples that stood out to me was this lady called Fanny Mendelssohn. You might find the name Mendelssohn familiar because her brother Felix Mendelssohn made it into all of the music anthologies which people study to this day. So the story of Fanny Mendelssohn is actually quite sad because when she was 14 years old and played Bach's Preludes and Fugues for her father's birthday, his response was, very nice dear, but don't forget you're a girl, so you can forget about taking this stuff out publicly. This is extremely disheartening to hear that someone who displayed so much talent and potential at a young age could be stopped and shunned like that in her development. She never got the same opportunities as her brother and ended up not forming part of the repertoire of composers that we all study today. Thankfully, the times are different now and if Fanny Mendelssohn existed in our modern day society, I feel like she would personally have a little bit more opportunities to showcase her talents and abilities. This brings up the issue on gender representation, which I feel can relate to the idea of discrimination and racism. So in this book that I read, Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism and You by Jason Reynolds. One quote that stood out to me was, life can rarely be wrapped into single word descriptions. It isn't neat and perfectly shaped. So sometimes over the course of a life, people can take on and act out ideas represented by more than one of these three identities in reference to the term segregationist, assimilationist, and anti-racist. It is significant to recognize how things aren't black and white and how we can easily fall into one of the categories that proliferate the ideas of racist behavior. It takes a lot of awareness and self-reflection to be careful of what we stand for and how we should actively advocate 
for anti-racist behavior or against discriminatory behavior if we want to pass this on to the next generation. In addition, Reynolds mentioned how Prince Henry, despite his racist ideologies, was painted in a positive light. It really struck me on how much history can affect future generations. People take history books or music history books as fact and do not consider all the other viewpoints depending on the information that they receive. So in my experience of music history books, there is honestly very little representation of female composers in them which is very disappointing. It takes effort to seek out the truth and be able to weigh both sides of the coin to gain a deeper understanding of truth. So in the music classroom, we have to be careful with the text that we choose for our students in their songs, games, activities. For example, if a text only covers white male composers and has no feature of female composers, Students might grow up thinking that these were the only kinds of music that existed or defined the history of music. It is important as music educators to look into balanced representation in the works that we share with our students so that they do not have a very limited and skewed perception of what history was and they are able to consider what other composers, for example, contributed to the history of music. I recently came across this website called Music Theory Examples by Women and it is a database of excerpts and complete compositions by female composers from past to present and even the contemporary ones which is extremely heartening for me to see because this gives music educators the opportunity to actually use these excerpts to teach in the classroom so they, they are not just choosing repertoire by male composers but looking into the works of female composers and how they have played a part in shaping what the sound of music has been over the years. In the book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed, Richard Shaw said this quote, education either functions as an instrument which is used to facilitate integration of the younger generation into the logic of the present system and bring out conformity or it becomes the practice of freedom the means by which men and women deal critically and creatively with reality and discover how to participate in the transformation of their world. This makes me think about how as educators we are tasked with this tall order of making sure that we develop our students in a way that they are critical thinkers and they're able to re-examine practices, behaviors, um, how they appreciate art, and how they interact with art. In the article of Teaching for Openings, Maxine Green shares about how students should gain a vast amount of experience and consider the range of possibilities of education and not be limited by the status quo. Teaching for Openings should allow for students to develop their own set of tastes, personal inclinations, and prejudices. In the article Teaching for Openings by Maxine Green, she mentions how students should gain a vast amount of experience and consider the range of possibilities of education and not be limited by the status quo. Teaching for Openings should allow for students to develop their own start code, set of tastes, personal inclinations and prejudices, end quote. I really appreciate how Green mentioned working in a start code. Dialogical relation with students 
allowing them to make their perspectives available so that we can all see from many vantage points to make sense from different sides, end quote. So this really makes you um, think about the importance of listening in a classroom setting instead of always being the speaker, allowing students to share their perspectives and let their voices be heard. Teachers can also pose questions for discussion such as why is it that there is a lack of female representation in music history? Is there something that we can do in order for us to continue to promote the, the inclusion of more female composers in the Western history anthologies? As I mentioned at the start of the podcast about how in my research I have found many different examples of women. The example of Fanny Mendelssohn is just one of the many, many examples of women who have been stifled in their creativity um, even though they have so many works that they have written. Fortunately, we have managed to find and uncover many different works that were written by female composers and it is our job right now as music educators to let these works come into light and to have these works performed by musicians, male and female, so that there will be equal representation for female composers in their performance of works. More recently, I organized the third edition of the lecture recital series Unheard, which was transformed this year into a charity show and featured um, local singer-songwriters and international ones just so that we could have a mix of female singer-songwriters coming together to use their voices for a greater purpose and show their empathy, resilience and unity in helping other people in need. This charity concert was actually used to raise funds for an organization called Daughters of Tomorrow, which helps underprivileged women in Singapore in their back-to-work journey. So this was a really meaningful project that we did and managed to raise 11,000 Singapore dollars to help fund this program where the women are able to find employment and achieve financial independence. In conclusion, I feel that as music educators, it is really very, very important for us to research about female composers, especially because there is a lack of gender representation and there is this imbalance in um, the historical um, anthologies. We need to find ways in order for more female voices to be heard and to be able to share their music with other people so that there will be equal opportunities for females as well as males in the music industry. It really does begin in the classrooms because this is the time where young minds are expanding and inquiring and discovering and as teachers we are educating them on what should happen in this world. We are helping to shape their thinking and thought process for what representation is, what different issues of social justice is, racism, all these issues that are so 
prevalent in society right now. These are just my thoughts. I will continue my work in promoting the work of female composers and musicians in the future series of The Unheard that will continue for the years to come. And I will also be very conscious of my role as a music educator in how I select repertoire and information and readings for my students so that they are able to have um, a better understanding and more balanced viewpoints towards this specific topic. I hope you enjoy my podcast and I will see you in the next one.